Welcome to another episode of B-School, a living case study in aligned action. I'm your host, Taylor Elise Morrison, speaker, facilitator, and founder of Inner Workout. B-School is a personal development podcast for collective change. So join me in becoming a student of yourself and the world around you. Let's get studying. Hi, hello. Welcome back to another episode of B-School. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to see if y'all knew that I have a monthly newsletter that comes out. It's called B-Mail. Get it? Like email, but B, because I'm all about being. Yeah. So it's called B-Mail. It comes out towards the beginning of every month. And it's just an opportunity where I pour a little bit of my heart out. Um, Conversations tend to still be around personal development. And it's also where I share news before I shared on the podcast, before I shared on Instagram. So if that is interesting to you, then I would love to have you join me on my emails. You can just head to taylorlease.com slash subscribe to get signed up. Okay, so let's get into the show. We are talking for the next few weeks about this idea of paradox in nuance. If you didn't listen last week, you can hear what I mean by paradox and why I'm so interested in exploring it in that previous episode. But today I want to talk about the paradox of caring. So paradox, again, is this idea that more than one thing can be true. And it's something that I run into being in the personal development space where I can read someone's take on something and it totally resonates and makes sense. And then I can read someone saying the opposite and it also makes sense. And instead of having to pick a side, I'm challenging myself and challenging you to explore the paradox, to ride the waves of the nuance, and to see what is most true for you in this moment, but also what you can learn from differing perspectives. So today is the paradox of caring. And I remember listening to Gary Vee's book. He has a book called Crushing It. And I read it while I had it on Audible. So I listened to it. And it was the summer that I really started to think about leaving my full-time job. And then that September, I did end up leaving my full-time job. And Gary Vee is a pretty intense person. If you're not familiar with Gary Vaynerchuk, he is all about working hard and hustling. But he also talks about how important it is to get a good night's rest in You can love him or leave him, but there are certain aspects of his strategy that I find helpful and can be motivating for me depending on where I'm at. And so in that summer where I was like, I don't really like this job that I'm in and this isn't the direction that I want to head in full time, crushing it was really helpful to me. And I looked, I couldn't find the exact quote, but he basically talks about this paradox of caring wherein In order to be successful, you need to not care what anyone else thinks. And also, you have to care what everyone thinks. So it's weird, right? Like, to be successful, screw what everyone else has to say, and also take what everyone else has to say and really value it. 
And I've seen both be true in my own life. And I tried to put some categorization around it. And even as I was doing it, I could argue either way. So we're going to go with these categories, but be prepared for me to say, but in this case, it might be like this, or in that case, that's part of it. That's why we're talking about paradoxes. So starting with the idea of not caring, which I think that piece is something that just gets me at my core because as an Enneagram 3, I tend to care what people think a lot. Do they think I'm successful enough? Do they think I'm beautiful enough? Do they think I know enough? Blah, 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 ad nauseum. I'm constantly thinking about where I measure up in terms of other people. And so this idea of not caring what people think is so freeing to be like, you know what? Yeah, I am going to quit my good corporate job and transition to part-time and then build something up. And you know what? I am going to let go of this business idea and build this other thing that is really calling to me. And so I've had these moments of having to let go what people think and if people care and just say like, you know what, if I want to live the life that I feel like I'm supposed to live, if I want to have the impact that I'm supposed to have, I have to let go of what you may or may not think about me. And so two of the the breadcrumbs that you might follow that lead you to this place of, okay, this is a situation where I maybe don't need to care what people think, is first that you don't need to care what someone thinks if they're operating off of a different definition of success. Like if someone's definition of success is only about having the most money and having the fanciest car and being able to I don't know, buy a private island, even though I wouldn't mind being able to buy a private island, to be honest. But if their definition of success comes from this place of kind of excess of materialism, and I'm trying to chase their metrics or follow their path, it's probably not going to take me where I ultimately want to go. And so I can just let go of caring what they think about me. Like, there are certain clothes that I love investing in because it's better for the environment, because it's a better long-term quality, because I know the supply chain is better. But I'm like not interested in having a handbag that has like someone else's logo all emblazoned all over it. That's just not my definition of success. And if I'm trying to placate people who do have those markers, not that there's anything wrong with those markers, they're just not my markers. So if I'm trying to chase after that and I'm focused on what they're caring about, it's going to take away from the things that I actually genuinely care about as a person. The other thing that I think about is my tendency is towards workaholism. I think we all know that right now. And so when I think of someone whose definition of success, and I've had colleagues like this in the past, their definition of success is that they can be like, man, I pulled an all-nighter last night and I worked all weekend. I was up so late getting this thing done. And to me, it's like, wow, that's probably not the most efficient. And you're probably losing out on quality time with yourself, quality time with your loved ones. And if I focused on pleasing that person and what they cared about and decided to do the all-nighters and the working all weekend and all of those things, yeah, maybe they would give me a check mark, 
but I would be feeling pretty crappy in my own life. So if you are operating off of these different definitions of success, that's probably a place where you can just release what that other person or that group of people think about you. And this is really hard for me. Like I said, I tend to care what other people think. And so I have to come back to, okay, maybe I choose not to spend money on this thing. We're just valuing the way that we're spending money in different ways, the way that we're spending time in different ways. And it's not that one is right or wrong. It's just different. And so I can't care about pleasing them if I want to have the aligned impact that I'm working towards. I think of the Amy Poehler quote, good for her, not for me. There's no value judgment on any of these things. It's just that's not where I want to spend my money. I want to spend my money in this place. They want to spend their money in that place. That's great. I can release myself from trying to meet their standards. The next piece of when not to care is when people don't know you. Like if someone doesn't know your heart, your intentions, your story, they're a stranger on the internet, they're someone that you've never worked on a project with before, and they're coming in with these preconceived notions, you have permission just not to be too concerned about what they think. And it's tricky as humans because we tend to focus especially on the negative. Um, So if we, I think of times when I speak and sometimes afterwards they'll give you the assessments or the assessments, the surveys afterwards, and you can see. And then one person will say like, oh, this session didn't give me any value or this blah, 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 blah. And it's really easy. Instead of looking in the big picture, I spoke, I presented, and people got something out of it. And people are equipped to apply that knowledge in their days and their lives. But I will focus on the one or two negative pieces. That's what we have the tendency to do. And at the end of the day, I always do. I want to put out a good work product, but I have to realize these people don't necessarily know me. They might not also know the objectives that the conference was trying to get across or the reason that the corporation brought me in to speak. So they may not have the bigger picture of what the session was trying to accomplish. And that's totally fine. I can let it go. They they don't know me. And it goes the opposite way too. I talked about our negativity bias and how we can hone in on the negative, but it's also easy to ride that wave of positive praise. And you have to remember, those people still don't know you either. They can think that you are the greatest person in the world, but they haven't seen you on your worst day. And they haven't heard you be super annoying and complain a bunch and whine like a baby, speaking completely about myself here. And so you also have to take any of the praise with a grain of salt as well. And so in general, what's helpful for me is to try not to take operative word being try, to try not to take either too personally the praise or the criticism because I'm not in a relationship with those people. And so yes, there's some helpful data that I can glean from it, but I just can't take it personally. And even as I'm saying this, I just want to make it really clear that this is something I'm actively working on. Matt tells me all the time, like, Taylor, you take things so personally. And I do. I do. And I have to 
talk to myself and realize, ooh, you're taking this really personally. You're not in a relationship with this person. They don't know you. You don't know what past experience they had to color the experience that they had with you and give myself some distance to not take it personally. So I'm saying this as someone who is learning this alongside of you, not as someone who has figured out how not to take things personally. It's a journey that I am still on and probably will be for the rest of my life. Okay. So those are the two things that popped up for me of when not to care. So that different definition of success and when they just don't know you. Just you can kind of see it for what it is and let it roll off your back as best you can. It might give you some questions to ask. It might give you some things to explore, but just don't take it too much to heart. Then I got a couple of places when to care, and it's still difficult. Like I said, it's this paradox. So caring is important when it's your customer or your stakeholder. So stakeholder being your boss, your client, your colleague, the people who donate to your organization, whatever stakeholder can be a lot of people, people who are invested in a relationship with you. And in this case, in a relationship with you where there's an exchange of money or some other type of value. And in that place, I care pretty obsessively. I always want to take surveys and understand why and get feedback and just try and understand why someone is coming to something and what they're getting out of it. And I think that being data-driven in that way, being more so insights-driven in that way is important and it can help you grow a really strong company or reputation within your company or organization. And so it's important. That being said, sometimes your customer or your stakeholder, you don't have a relationship with them. They don't know you. They're, I think about this when I worked at Allstate and I used to have to read a lot of the not have to, I used to get to read a lot of the responses to employee surveys in order to help inform strategy. And people forget that someone is actually on the other end reading these things and that they have a job that they have to show show up to as well. And people can be kind of mean in those and just get all of their frustration and angst out because they see a place where they can write things down. And so you have to navigate who there's a difference between a customer. I'll I'll stick with the customer piece right now. As someone who is your core customer, they're your ideal person. This is like if you could just have everyone be a variation of this person, that would be great. And someone who happened to buy something, who you're still really appreciative of that exchange, but maybe they're not quite who you were targeting. And so I think you you have to realize, okay, just because there was this exchange of value, do I want more of this kind of exchange of value? Is what they're telling me validated based on 
what I've seen from other people or trends that I've noticed, or is it this one singular person? So yes, you really want to care for people who are choosing to invest in you, invest in your business. And also that nuance, you have to understand where they fit in the larger picture of where you're going. And then the second place of when to care is when it's someone that you're in close relationship with, whether that is your partner, your close friends, your family, or someone that you work really closely with at work. Like you're on the sales team and they're the customer success complement to your role. Someone who you are chasing the same goals with. That's a place where you should definitely care what they think. Like if Matt gives me feedback and he tells me that something that I did was frustrating to him or makes it harder for him to get what he needs to get done. I take that really seriously because this is a person that I've chosen to do life with. And so I want to do everything in my power to make his life easier and make our relationship as great as it can be. So Matt might give me feedback and say, hey, when you do this, I'm trying to think of a, a good example. When you do this, I'm so I'm pretty introverted, but I'm still more extroverted than Matt. And so there are times where maybe I'm like pushing us to go to something. This is obviously pre-COVID, but it's impeding on his need to restore. Or if I want to stay out later and he wants to go in, but his energy is depleted, I have to choose to to honor that. And so That's part of us being in this relationship, this give and take together. Whereas if someone on the internet just says, my voice is annoying, which actually isn't feedback that I've gotten, but doesn't agree with something that I've said or those different pieces, I'm not in a lifelong partnership with them. They are completely entitled to their opinion. And so I can acknowledge and respect that opinion and also get to decide how I move forward. So hopefully that distinction is helpful to you. Care when there's a mutual investment in the relationship. If it's a customer or stakeholder, there's that exchange happening. If it's a friendship or a partner, you've decided that this is a relationship that you want to happen for the long run. So you have to look at What is the level of exchange and investment in the relationship? And then let that decide how you approach caring. And there are so many asterisks and caveats that I want to add to this because like I said, we're we're sitting, we're talking about the paradox of caring and when to care and when not to care. And there's so many things that I could add, but that's the beauty of paradox and acknowledging nuance is that I'm not anyone's guru. This is my opportunity to share what I'm thinking and what I'm sitting in with you. And I trust you to navigate the paradox of caring and to look at the different nuances that are relevant to your own life and then to move accordingly. And so I guess I'll end by saying that I hope you can look at where you are caring maybe too much about someone's opinion and explore how you can release it and where you can look at a place where maybe you're not caring enough about someone's opinion 
and how you can invite some more conversation around that. So thank you so much for listening, and I will be back in your earbuds next week. Thanks to Andres Rodriguez for the intro and outro music. You can keep in touch with me on Instagram at Taylor Elise Morrison. Elise is E-L-Y-S-E. And check out the resources on my website at taylorelise.com.